The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading for this past Sunday, part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The gospel reading from the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. We're looking at Matthew 5, verses 20 to 37, where Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Rekha, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Reka is Aramaic. Oh, you fool, English, same word. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress, and anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is God's footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. My dear friends in Christ, in our reading, Jesus is speaking in direct opposition to accepted religious assumptions of his day. And almost everyone back in Jesus' day would have believed that the most religious and the most righteous people around were the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Most of the Jewish leaders, they appeared to have believed that they were just about perfect in their lives. They believed that they were fulfilling what God required or wanted of his people in his Old Testament laws. This belief, however, was totally false 
And in our text, what Jesus wanted to do is make that abundantly clear that they weren't as holy as they thought they were, and really they were far from it. He wanted to give them a crystal clear picture of the contrast between the false and purely outward righteousness of those Jewish religious leaders and the true righteousness that God is looking for, that pleases God. Well, Jesus said right before our reading, I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was saying there that if a person intended to get to heaven by his keeping of the law, by his own righteousness, well then he had to be better than those Jewish religious leaders thought they were. And like I said, they thought they were almost perfect and almost holy. Maybe some of them even believed that they were holy and without sin. And now outwardly, they may have appeared to be living up to God's expectations, yet they were sinners just like everyone else. They weren't as holy as they thought they were. And, well, the fact is that God demands perfect righteousness from each of us. Perfect righteousness. That's a life that is totally, completely without any sin, any sin of thought, word, or deed. But the Apostle Paul tells us there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Those Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they were just fooling themselves and thinking that they were as good as they thought they were. Oh, the Audubon Society had repeatedly called our attention to the senseless slaughter of seabirds, Atlantic seabirds, due to the careless, the careless spillage of oil from ocean-going ships. The smallest amount of oil, and it'd be amazing how little oil it really was, will mix with their feathers. And when that oil mixed with their feathers, it destroys the insulating properties of their, their, their feather coat so that they could end up freezing to death. And it also interferes with the normal function of their wings in flight. And tests have proven that a drop of oil no larger than the size of a quarter will work its way through the plumage of these seabirds so that it would end up causing certain death. And that's just from that little bit of oil. Certain death from exposure from starvation. As such a small amount of oil can kill a bird like that, so any unforgiven sin, any sin that, that we've rejected God's forgiveness for, no matter how seemingly insignificant that sin may appear, any sin would mean that we don't have the perfect righteousness that God demands of us 
if we were to get to heaven on the basis of our works. Any sin, even something small like the size of that little drop of oil, quarter-sized drop of oil, God demands perfect righteousness from each of us. And we don't do that. Aren't you so thankful that your salvation doesn't depend on sinful you? It depends on Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your law and your righteous demands of us tell us over and over again that we cannot save ourselves. Thank you for giving us Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.